You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. This segment is brought to you by the Old Mutual Investment Group. Listed property, that's always such an interesting aspect to look at from an investment point of view. I mean, if you think of uh, all of the real estate investment trusts that exist on the JSE, uh, the likes of Growth Point, uh, the likes of Fortress that lost their rate status that we spoke to yesterday as well. All listed property is always a good option as, as a viable investment option. But how do you discern when is the right time and what uh, sort of listed property you need to look into? Uh, we've enlisted the help of the listed property portfolio manager at Old Mutual Investment Group to take a look at this. Uh, and he joins me now on the line to uh, discuss all things listed property. Good evening, Evan. Uh, thanks so much for uh, joining me. Last year, we saw that was uh, a lot of ups and downs within the property sector as a whole, uh, but listed property in particular had almost a two-part year to it where you saw that sentiment in the first half of the year may not have been as strong with higher interest rates and a lot of uncertainty, but we did see a lot of sentiment shift towards the end of the year and in particular in the last quarter of the year. What sort of happened towards the end of the year that led to uh, the better setup or the better sentiment and what do you think uh, that will do for 2024? What happened at the end of last year was global interest rates views changed. They pivoted from worrying about hikes and high interest rates to a view that interest rates would come down globally and that in the SA as well. That pivot pushed up listed property prices, impacted upon yields on which they priced, but also the earnings of property companies would benefit from a lower interest rate environment than was expected before. And that would drove it, as simple as that, I would say. Evan, going into 2024, do you think that this would now look different? Do you think that the momentum from the last quarter of last year will continue into this year? Um, or do you see a couple of different trends emerging as we go into 2024? Um, the interest rate environment market expects um, cuts, but it's getting a bit less conviction there. You're seeing a bit of wobblies in what people think. It still expects cuts this year. It's just the timing of that. But I think what we didn't reflect last year and I think could reflect this year was the actual property fundamentals on the ground are stabilizing. You're not in the sector that's continuously deteriorating as we had before. This is independent of interest rates. Because of the interest rates going up, you didn't see that in the numbers. The property results were still tepid at best because the interest rates were just washing away all the, the good news in a sense or the less bad news. Hopefully this year we still can have a bit of that, but hopefully we have a line of sight into some of the better stabilizing fundamentals on the property side and the market will start giving those some Credence. Evan, would you say that the market, especially on the listed property side, is over the previous things it had to contend with? I mean, there was obviously the the pandemic that had a disastrous impact on pretty much all sectors uh, of the economy. Uh, but we are still contending with very difficult things that can affect sentiment within the property space, things like interest rates, vacancy rates, uh, load shedding, low economic growth and low demand. Uh, do you think that these factors will continue to have a significant impact on the property space and how do you then navigate that as an investor, as a portfolio manager, if you're looking to say, okay, listed property has to be part of my portfolio, but I have to think about these other conditions and on top of these other conditions, things like elections are also there. How do you then position and navigate all this? So certainly the fate of listed property, no property is in the hands of the economy. I mean, it is a sector that needs economy to cause demand to increase, which causes rents to increase. So in that, the fate of the listed sector is very much in terms of SA economic development, the SA bonds as well, which reflect the pricing of property, election uncertainty, and all those sort of things. And that affects all SA asset classes. Another factor of the COVID was property rental levels were too high, even before COVID, just structurally they were too high. 
What we saw over the COVID period, in fact, it started before the COVID period, is rebasing down. So we make up numbers. If you used to pay 100 rand a square meter, now you pay 50 rand a square meter, for example. It gradually went down. So now we're at a level where that's stabilized. As rents are, are expiring, a lot of it already re-signed at 50 rand, I'm making up numbers. So you're not, you don't have as much of that negative impact coming through, and that's a base you can grow. So we still have the challenges from the domestic economy, and it's not fantastic, but a lot of the rebasing and the negativity that's happened already is in the base already. Um, we, we've gone through it. It's there. Mm. You're not going to get extra surprises from that. I think market has to start realizing that. Speaking of things the market has to uh, contend with and realize, uh, what are your thoughts on the actions from our central bank? Obviously, interest rates have a significant bearing on returns, on pricing, on everything that relates to uh, listed property. What are your expectations around what we could potentially see from the Saab, um, but also what would your ideal scenario be from the Saab? Obviously, lower rates do affect what rentals come through, but they also affect the financing side of the property space. I expect with consensus, uh, you know, rates coming down in South Africa this year, maybe rates coming down less year than elsewhere globally, but we also didn't see the extent of the, the lower rates and then that spark that, the, that they had elsewhere either. But my main concern actually isn't this, the NBC, the Saab, it's actually the bond yields. Mm. The interest rate that Saab sets affects how much interest companies pay, which obviously is critical in earnings. I mean, and that, if, if I look at my numbers bef- last year and this year, you know, you, we spoke about how things went up last year. You can see a notable difference in the earnings numbers I'm projecting based on the lower interest rates forecast. But the bigger picture is the bond yields, how that affects the prices of property. With bond yields over 11%, you want quite a high return from property to, to justify the purchase, which is a, you know, that, that sort of crowding out is quite a, a dampener on, on interest. So if the, and the sob is too um, lenient on inflation, then those are going to go up. So I think you've got to look at it all together. But I think there's a lot of focus on the short-term interest rates, which obviously are important. But the bigger picture are the longer-term bond yields and the outlook on that on property, because that really affects the rating of the, the company's actual capital values more than just the earnings. Evan, let's look at these companies. I mean, some of these companies have really, really strong balance sheets and uh, some have had their balance sheets negatively impacted by some of the other conditions that we've seen. I mean, the cost of load shedding and having to switch to solar, the costs of uh, having office vacancies, that's had a bearing on balance sheets to a certain extent. Where do you see uh, some of the stronger companies leveraging off of uh, the property market uh, going forward? And do you see uh, growth coming from any new areas, whether it's or listed companies sort of going offshore with their portfolios and expanding their reach? I think the listed sector has done well to keep their balance sheets under control. Um, it was quite tough, certainly over COVID. I still think balance sheets need, companies need to be very careful with balance sheets because with the bond yield environment we spoke about, the value of the market is pricing in listed property well below NAV, I well below what the values are saying. So if you take the valuations the market is implying and and assume the property company's balance sheets are worth that. The balance situation the situation doesn't look as great, not terrible, but certainly does not as great. So I think companies still have to be cautious. Watch the balance sheets, not go out. It's not the time to be aggressive on the balance sheets, even if they're feeling more positive. And um, things aren't out of the woods yet until those, there's more certainty around the value physical property prices. And then plus to international expansion as well. I think this things are still quite fragile, even though they're being well under control, and we see valuations have stabilized, even increasing slightly on the actual NAV side. They've stopped falling, which is part of the whole theme of things having stabilized. Mm. 
Evan, as a property portfolio manager, if you're to give one piece of uh, advice to whether it's a retail investor, another in, a fellow institutional uh, investor, what's a red flag for you in the property space that if you hear this, whether it's a, a macro development in the economy or whether it's a development within uh, a company where you're going to say, hang on, this is of serious concern in this year? This year, what concerns me is a lot of the asset companies went overseas because the opportunities look better and interest rates are very low. Mm. We have a lot of debt that took out on the back of that was at very low levels when rates were low. And now they can contend with not just this year, in a year's fewer forward, it's not just asset companies, the global company as well. They have to refinance now this debt at higher interest rates, obviously, because interest rates are much higher and it was abnormally low. And in debt markets, which are not that welcoming or not that open. Now, the change in interest rates we discussed has certainly made things better and certainly improvement from where it was last year, but it's still a concern to me on the line of sight where there's a lot of debt in euros you know, maturing in a few years' time at low interest rates, where that will settle, what the impact's going to be, and how they're going to fund that. Um, and that's there's not that much transparency. There, different companies got different levels of transparency, but you know there's a challenge coming, and it's going to be take all the management skill to navigate through those through that. And that is global debt. So they've got debt. Another one about South Africa. Actually, my concern here, we've discussed South Africa, is refinancing the offshore debt they've got in offshore markets. So just managing those debts from a balance sheet and an asset allocation point of view and the repayments around that, but also managing uh, the yields that listed properties would then offer into the market. We'll leave it at that, Evan. Thanks so much. That's Evan Robbins, who is a listed property portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group, sharing his, his insights and his thoughts around the listed property space and the areas of opportunity that lie in that space. The segment was brought to you by the Old Mutual Investment Group. Unlock the power of performance with Old Mutual Investment Group, where our expertise, experience and ambition meet to deliver long-term solutions that help your money grow. As a black-owned investment management firm in South Africa with above benchmark performance and five-star Morningstar rated funds, we have the strategies you need to diversify your investments locally and globally. Invest with Old Mutual Investment Group today. Go to oldmutualinvest.com forward slash institutional. Old Mutual Investment Group is a licensed financial services provider. Full disclosures can be found on the website. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.